0: future. We're talking real money.
1: Oh, I need to learn to be careful what I ask for. Just a week ago, I was complaining about the heat. Now, I'm close to the Arctic Circle and freezing. Hi everybody, Don McDonald here with the Friday Q&A, and I'm actually recording the Q&A in my stateroom aboard the Disney Dream. In uh, Akareri, 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 <laughs> I don't know. We'll say Akareri, Iceland. Uh, you can look it up. It's way up north. It's on a fjord in Iceland. And we're just getting ready to um, head out of port. So I'm going to do the Friday Q&A podcast from here before we leave and head for Alesund, Norway, on our way to Copenhagen, Denmark. Thanks for being a part of the program. Remember, if you have questions, you can send them in at TalkingRealMoney.com using that there contact form. You can type them up or you can speak them out like our first caller did. Hi, my name is Doug, and I was wondering about bond funds and in specific, specifically in this case, defined maturity bond funds. I was wondering if this is a good way to create a bond ladder since the defined maturity bond fund Provides diversification versus buying individual bonds, but still gives me the advantage of a bond creating a bond ladder for myself. Maybe the main question is, does a regular bond fund do the same thing anyway? Thank you Great job. You answered the question for me right there at the very end. Uh, yeah, there are defined maturity bond funds, and they can be used to create ladders, and you can pick particular types of bonds of a particular credit quality, but it makes your life more difficult. And that's one of the reasons why we suggest bond funds or bond ETFs even better, because they're lower cost, because you get that. If you own the BND from Vanguard, the Vanguard uh, Total Bond ETF, you have a wide variety of different types of bonds, different maturities, and yet the average maturity of the portfolio is only a little over five years, And every single year, they've got tons of bonds maturing out of the portfolio and automatically, they don't second guess, they're automatically being reinvested in longer maturity paper. So they're doing it for you. So you don't have to. And they've had a very good track record of doing just that. And then it takes one other thing away, which is really critical. And that's the ability to be emotional. Yes, we often think that we can avoid that emotional component that, well, I've got the strength, I can pull it off, it's okay, I don't, I'm not going to deviate from the structure, the discipline, I've got great discipline, and and that works right up until it, stops when we read an article somewhere that says interest rates are going up or down or and and then we think well we'll just wait a little while maybe they'll go a little bit higher before I reinvest so that takes the guesswork out the emotional part out and I think that's pretty smart thank you so much for the call and call I okay I'm just gonna go with call They're calls we're gonna call them calls and now we go to our next call that came in from talkingrealmoney.com
0: Thank you for considering this question. I am 28 years old, and I am changing employers, and I've acquired almost 40000 in my 401k plan that I'll be rolling over. And I didn't know, after listening to you for about a year, I didn't know if the rollover should go into a target date fund, and if so, what you would recommend or if I just should put it in the AVGE and let it ride out. I'm not going to need the money uh, for a very long time. I would like your uh, opinion on this. Thank you for your time.
1: And you're very welcome, and thank you for listening. At 28, you're going to be doing really well. (laughs) You're going to have a good future no matter which way you go. I mean, it's really not going to matter that much whether you go with a target date or AVGE. Just the fact that you're investing means you're miles ahead of your peers, miles, dollars, big dollars. You'll be millions ahead. Um, The difference really is your, 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 your gut, your tolerance for volatility. Not really for risk because risk means you could lose everything and in neither case could you lose everything. And, uh, you know, you can do target date funds through Fidelity or through Vanguard. You may be able to even do one through your new company program and just roll it all together. Although there's nothing wrong with rolling it out into an IRA. What I would suggest you do, and I bet it's high, but check it out. Go take the risk quiz at TalkingRealMoney.com and see where your risk tolerance lies. If you're at the very, very high end of the risk scale, then an AVGE for as long as you have, could be very appropriate. That, that total market index with a tilt to small in value already is, is really kind of nice because it gives you a, a, a higher risk profile, which usually, well, has meant – Higher returns, of course, with higher risk comes higher returns, but it's not at a ridiculous cost. It's just at a cost of potentially potentially higher volatility, but actually with the value in small tilt, that's proven otherwise. So um, I wouldn't be at all opposed to someone 28 investing for retirement, putting everything in an Avantis uh, total world fund. But target dates have their place and the nice thing about target date funds is they're kind of set and forget. They do the glide path for you. although I'm not a big glide path fan because it glide path a glide path towards you know more bonds, fewer stocks. That generally means that everybody of a certain age is the same and they're not. It's more inclination than age. So that's why I suggest taking the risk quiz at talkingrealmoney.com where the questions go too. Good evening, Tom and Don. This is Ivan from King of Prussia, PA. Love your podcast.
0: Try to listen every day. Thinking to work with Tappella, but I'm afraid that I don't have enough of money in my investment accounts. What is the amount needed that you would consider me as a client? Thank you, and I hope I can be your
1: client soon. Well, the cold hard fact is that most investment advisory firms, fee-only firms, have a relatively high minimum. We've tried for years to get a lower minimum, and it just doesn't work out well. Uh, So generally speaking, and we do have some flexibility, generally speaking, it's about a half a million dollars in assets under management. Uh, What I would do, though, is maybe there's some, you know, maybe you're on track. Set up an appointment, you know, like we do for everybody. Just set up an appointment with one of our advisors or set it up with Tom. Uh, just go to TalkingRealMoney.com and click on the Meet an Advisor button and uh, talk with Tom and uh, you know, let him, because you didn't give me any particular, so let him look at your particular situation and see what we might be able to do. And we really do appreciate the fact that you want to work with us. Thank you so much. And uh, now we got another question from TalkingRealMoney.com.
0: Hi, my name's Anita, and I am retiring at the end of July, I have about $240,000 in my 401. I don't know what to do with it. Les Schwab told me that they would put it in for me as a robo account because I don't want any fees. Please advise me what to do with this. My husband has approximately the same amount, and we also have about 60000 in savings. Thank you so much.
1: Well, the service we're talking about uh, is the Schwab Intelligent Portfolio offering, which is a good service. It uh, it creates a well diversified portfolio, and it does it uh, at a very low cost for the for the investments provided. There is a requirement that you keep a pretty sizable portion in cash, but that could be your emergency fund. So. Um, there's, I don't see a big issue with that. It, it's relatively simple to set up an IRA with them that way and to have it operated by them that way. The only other thing you could do is go to somebody like Vanguard or Fidelity and just do a target date fund based on your age or go to talkingrealmoney.com and take the risk quiz and base a target date fund on your risk tolerance on the, uh, and you can find out what the stock to bond ratio is. Just by going to Morningstar and looking up the fund, look on the portfolio page and uh, your risk quiz score will show you what your stock to bond ratio should be based on your risk tolerance. Uh, it's nothing is exacting, but it's a good idea. That's another way to do it. So there are a variety of ways you can build your own, but that's a lot more work. Uh, otherwise, but unless you do one of those three options, you're going to end up paying somebody a fee somewhere to give you the ongoing advice because you're not going to get a lot of personal advice through the Schwab intelligent portfolio setup because it is a, it's a robo. It's not a real person, but any of those directions probably will do you well. And let's get one more question in before the ship pulls away from the dock and I lose my connection to the internet because the ship's connection is terrible. I'm doing it through here over uh, a a cellular eSIM. And here it is. Hi, Tom and Don. Love the show. think you guys do great work for the average investor. My name is Dino. I have a question about putting CDs in my 401k instead of bonds. I see that currently I could receive rates of up to 5% for five years. What do you think about this strategy? And is it something you would consider? The 401k is a retirement account. It is not a Roth. Interested to hear your comments. Thank you so much and keep up the great work. Well, refer back to my answer to the very first question of the day, and that was on the bonds, on building a ladder of bonds. The only way CDs work in a portfolio like this is if they are laddered. Everything has to be disciplined because otherwise you'll end up with a whole bunch of CDs that'll mature in five years and you don't know what your rate's going to be. So it could be all over the place and uh, you're going to be worrying along the way about rates fluctuating. Plus you're, you could take a penalty if you have to get some of it out and move it somewhere. Uh, that is why we prefer the simplicity of of a bond fund or a bond ETF that is of intermediate maturity with a five or six year duration, maybe seven at the most, that is massively diversified in bonds or all treasuries. And you let the fund manager, who's not really managing, they're just buying an index, you let them take the maturing bonds and put them into the the next longest maturity for you, which is the way the bond funds work. So simplicity It pushes me toward bond funds. If you have the discipline, you could do the CDs, but it's a lot more work and a lot more work with money is not generally what people want. And I just heard, I just heard the horn go off, which must mean they finished loading the ship and we're getting ready to leave port. So, um, I'm going to have to end this here. Thank you so much for joining me on my vacation. As I've sailed from Southampton, England, All the way up to Iceland and now heading back to Europe over the next few days. And I'll be back with you in a few days with another edition of this. Well, in about a week. But I'll be editing some other ones along the way. See, no vacation for me. I don't get a vacation. I work on vacation. Thanks so much for being there. Remember, if you have some questions for an advisor, just go to talkingrealmoney.com. It's free. No sales pitch. Just click on the meet an advisor button. And oh, yeah, be sure and call Tom on Saturday. Tomorrow, he'll be there all alone, so you need to keep him company at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. He'll be there uh, from 3 to 5 Eastern, noon to 2 Pacific, taking your calls on the Talking Real Money radio show. I hope to join him again on August 5th from Copenhagen, if it all works out. Take good care of yourselves. Thanks for listening. I'm Don McDonald, on a boat, in the Atlantic or the Arctic Ocean, I don't know, talking real money